Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, I'm Nicole. I'm Ben, and you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. Boom. What's up? Welcome, friends. If you guys are expecting the second park to Shell Lake, I just want to say this right out, out of the gate. Yeah, you're getting right in there to if business. If you're expecting the second park to, park to Shell Lake, it already happened. We posted it on Wednesday. Yeah, so. we were way too nice. I feel like that was way too nice. Well, I'm not going to make people wait like a week. That's just mean. I would have made them wait at least two days. <laughs> you're cruel. You so made them cruel. wait one day and people thought that was rude. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. But go check out the second part if you haven't yet. The the uh, analytics show that there's quite a few of you out there who haven't checked it out yet still. So you're sitting there in half a story. Oh, yeah. They're going to have to like re-listen to number one. Yeah, probably. Forget everything. <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there that I haven't even gotten ready for the day. I'm like in my pajamas still. It's really awesome. I'm jealous. I had to shower after getting home from work and you're just sitting there in your PJ still. Well, I still worked, but I work from home. Yeah, I don't. And that's that's annoying to me. It's actually really sweet. I'm jealous through and through. But a lot of times when I don't get ready for the day, I end up having like a Zoom call. So yeah. I was like, oh man, please don't. But it didn't happen. So I was like, yes. Nice. Best decision ever. That's a uh, working from home COVID win right there. Pretty much. I won today. <laughs> Winning. <laughs> okay. Do you want to drop some news on us or should I? Who wants to do it? You or me? You. Me? Okay. Uh, we have some news. Sorry, I'm hitting my microphone. Oh, your cord. Get your cord wrapped What's up. What's going on here? Your cord. For oh, the mic. Oh, okay. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Get your cord up there. Sorry, Get people. The I'm new at this. <laughs> there we go. I'm some new here. <laughs> technical difficulties. <laughs> All right. So we have mentioned a couple times that we're doing a giveaway here coming up soon. Um, that giveaway is going to be a little ways out. So we decided we're going to do another giveaway in term. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and contacted a friend of mine, Dana. This is Dana. Yep. I was just going to be like, this is Dana, right? Yeah. Dana from Boneyard Sculptures. Mm-hmm. Local artist in town. She listens to the podcast. She's a friend of mine. She does amazing work. Um, if you're into like little oddities or anything like that, she does like sculptures with like skulls and bones, skeletons, taxidermized stuff, like a lot of really cool things. Mm-hmm. And what I got from her um, is actually a Madagascar sunset moth that's been pinned out and framed and it looks killer. It looks cool. And I kept calling it a butterfly, but I, which is so wrong, but I think that only, only just like shows how pretty it is. Yeah. Because when you think of a moth, I don't actually think that's like 
pretty. Yeah, no, this sucker, it looks like a, a dope-ass butterfly. It's yeah. actually, like, I'm up on Wikipedia with it right now, and it's actually considered one of the most impressive and appealing-looking lipidopertins, which is apparently, like, a class of moths moth? and butterflies. Moth and butterflies. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, when you think of a moth, I think of that, like, nasty beige-colored thing that's always, like, in your freaking face. No. Have you? For anyone who plays Animal Crossing, this is that, oh, like, yeah. gorgeous-ass moth on Animal Crossing. That's cool. I forgot it was from Animal Crossing. So we have a, tax a taxidermized Sunset Madagascar moth that's going to be going out to one of you guys. You're just going to check us out on Instagram for all the details and how you can win it. Um, it's Wicked and Grim. Look us up on Instagram and go see if you can get a hold of this sucker. We'll mail it to you. Do it. Yeah. And because we're doing that this week, right? Yeah. 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 Boom. Boom. Boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I assume by the time this episode's out, we'll have the deets up on our Instagram. Deets. You hear that? I'm, I'm hip with the kids Probably now. not, actually. We'll make sure. We'll do it. Well, that means you have to do it tonight. Yeah. We'll do it. Holy. Do it. You could do it. I have other stuff to do tonight. Oh, I wanted you to do it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm excited. Okay. I know nothing about I, this one. Yeah. Do you even know what it's about or nothing. anything? Nothing. Completely in the dark. Which I love. I love that. I love so, that I kept you in the dark. Yeah. Let's hear about it. What do we got? So this Give is the story. Sorry. This is the story of a man wanting his wife dead. And then the process of doing that killed 22 other people. Holy shit. Does that pique your interest? A little bit. If that don't pique your interest, then I, I don't know what will. <laughs> I really don't. That's um, definitely interest peaking worthy. I know. eh? It's wild. 23, you said? Uh, 20, yeah, 23 people, 22 other people other than his wife. Ah, uh, he just gave a little bit away. There. I did, shit, you made me <laughs> fuck up. It's all good, it's and all good. <laughs> all you have to do is say, yeah, 23. <laughs> all right, that's the episode, guys. Okay, yeah, boom, done. Anyway, holy crap. Okay, so his name's Joseph Albert Gway. Okay, and this is actually another little thing I have to put out there, is it's like in Quebec. Okay, so, so there's French like names. French stuff. And just, like, don't judge me. Well, now you know how I feel when I was doing the maple syrup one. Well, yeah. Okay, the amount... Okay, I have, like, a ton of tabs open on my laptop right now that are, like, how to pronounce this. And that's all <laughs> I've been listening to, but I'm still going to bring it up. It so all, just... It's in one ear, out the other. The moment that mic starts, it's just... I know. So, anyway, just people already know where shit of pronouncing stuff. So it's okay. Yeah. Deal okay. with it. So, Joseph Al Albert Gway, and I'm going to refer to him as Albert... He was born on September 23rd, 1918. He's the youngest of five children, and he was a spoilt little brat. Okay. Who always expected to get his way. Sounds, I just like, sounds, sounds like, you. like you. I was gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. Okay. We both think you. <laughs> oh, anyway. That was Love good. Love you, babe. <laughs> Love you. Um, and that kind of attitude followed him into his adult life. Okay. So, real winner here. Yeah, no kidding. As a young man, Albert worked in the jewelry biz. He sold jewelry and watches on commission. He was a natural salesman, very persistent. Persistent, so probably got charisma to go got with some it. Got charm too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there you go, we're describing him. When World War II broke out in 1945, Albert worked at a Canadian arsenal. Ooh. I hate saying that word arsenal. Arsenal? Why? Does it sound, I just feel like I'm going to say like asshole. Instead, what? Which is so weird. It's not even close to being the but same. it's like arsenal. Like it just makes me feel like I'm saying a weird word. Arsehole maybe is what you're but thinking? But 
maybe. If people don't know what that is, because I wasn't even certain. An arsehole? <laughs> That's your butthole. <laughs> it's a place where weapons and military equipment are stored and yeah. made. Yeah. Did you know that, Ben? Yeah. During this time, he was also met his future wife, oh, Rita Morell. Rita Morell. Rita Morell. Like he met her at the arsenal, the arsehole? I think I think so. Okay. I, I just had during the same time that he was working at the arsenal. Okay. <laughs> arsenal. So whether there or somewhere else, that's Is that, where he met her. At that time, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So after the arsenal closed in 1945... Albert opened a jewelry and watch repair shop in Quebec City, and him and Rita had their first child. Oh, nice. This is when shit went south, though. Oh, shit. And this is freaking wild, what I'm about to say. Albert, being the spoiled brat he was, didn't like being second fiddle to a baby. Oh, shit. He was jealous that the baby was taking up so much of Rita's time and attention. What the fuck? Are you serious? the freak so that he's like a spoiled brat but like this is also his kid yeah like what what kind of mentality do you have to be jealous of your own child's attention taking up, up like your wife's attention like that's really messed that is self i've never heard anything like that before yeah me either so i'm like this guy's wow at the same time, his business was also beginning to fail and debts were piling up. So, he, I don't know. Maybe that could have had something to do with it. I'm being really kind by saying that. <laughs> Playing devil's advocate. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, so, his eye began to wander for new happiness. Okay. Okay. Which is when he laid eyes on 19-year-old Marie Ange, a teenage waitress. How old is he? He was born Just 18. Just wait here. Okay. 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 Sorry. Just wait. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of you. My so bad. Marie Ange step back. was either 19 or 17. There was like a ton of reports with either age, but I just decided to go with 19 because I felt it was less gross. Yeah, that, because that's a good call. Because Albert would have been around 30 at the time. Yeah, okay. So 19 still young, but it's, at least it's legal, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel let... a little bit greasy just listening to this. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. So we're going to just say she's 19. Albert, going by the name of Roger Angers. Angers? Yeah. The two of them began having an affair. Oh, so she was into him too. Yeah. They were into each other. Okay. He even offered her an engagement ring. And he's already married. Yeah. What the fuck? I know. That's just all around just fucking dumb. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I don't think, I don't think that he could have just gotten remarried. But this is where the whole thing okay. comes together. Okay, here. okay, I'm gonna just not rant and rave. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Rita did find out about the affair and con confronted the pair. It's unclear if this caused caused Marianne to leave the relationship with Albert right away, or a short time after. But she did end up leaving him, telling him since he was married, there was no point in continuing with the affair. Okay, because wait, what? There was no point. Like, she left because he's married. They're not going to be able to get married. Like, she's just okay. on the side. Like, what the fuck's the point? Got you. I got the, the women mixed up for she's a moment like, there. She's like, peace. Yeah. Which she She, she didn't want to be that side piece. So yeah, she, she wanted out. to be the main piece. Yeah. So this made Albert furious, though. Furious. So the well, I mean, if my side piece ran away, I'd be pissed off, too. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> yeah. So the only logical... Next step would be to get rid of the wife, right? Well, I mean, that makes sense. Really? That's like, what the fuck else course. is there to do? 
Which is just like so bullshit. Like he's cheating and also annoyed that they have a child that she's like raising and he's fucking mad. Yeah. Well, literally everything here, he is the root cause so far. Yeah. Like he, his I just, business he, is failing. And I was actually trying not to be biased in any of this, but even just me reading it, he sounds like a yeah. piece of shit. <laughs> well, like I said, his business is failing. His marriage is clearly failing. Yep. He is jealous of his own offspring and his affair didn't work out. Yeah. That is all to do with not necessarily only himself, but at least involving himself. Mm-hmm. So Albert concocted a plan to get Rita out of the picture because divorcing her and this is actually true divorcing her simply was not an option because at the time Quebec was strictly Catholic so divorce was like frowned upon and like pretty much almost impossible yeah because I was like I read one report where they just said simply not an option I was like why is not an option and I dig into that because I was like what do you mean good investigation work (laughs) good job (laughs) Albert asked a clockmaker Jennaru Roost who had a talent for mechanical work to construct a time bomb. I was really hoping you were going to say time machine. I'm like, this is getting good. That would be sweet. That would be sweet. (laughs) A time bomb for him using dynamite batteries and an alarm clock. The dynamite had been purchased at a hardware store by Jenneru's sister, Marguerite Petrie. I think I'm doing okay with these names. Can I hold you up for just one sec? Sure. So he just goes over to this watchmaker and is like, hey, can you make me a bomb? And she's like, sure. That That's that? He. I think it was Or he. he. Okay, well, they, whoever, is yeah, just like, well, I'm yeah, get, sure. I'm getting into that. He had his reasonings. Okay, okay. And I think it was like, I didn't put it in here, but I think that he like worked for him. But that was, it was, there was different reports. I did mention to you earlier, because it's like, this is like a case from way back in the day. So it's almost a game of telephone where I think yeah. things change. And so many different reports have different... Not like the main story is the same, but little tidbits that are different. It's hard to get those details straight. So sometimes. I just pick the one that's like mostly used and the one that makes sense. So, um, so yeah, he asked him to make this bomb, and the dynamite was purchased by his sister Marguerite Petrie, Petrue, Petrie, who was also familiar with Albert as she helped arrange liaisons between Albert and his mistress. Ooh. So the reason Albert gave for needing a bomb was to clear stumps from his field. Oh, I mean, still. Is that a reason for needing a bomb? (laughs) No, but I mean, still. That was his reasoning. At least he has a reason. He didn't just go, hey, just make me a bomb. The dude's like, okay. This is what he said to the dude. (laughs) That's just slightly shifty. (laughs) Hey, make me a timed bomb. It's uh, for the... Dumps in my field. I know. I feel like people would be like, huh? Yeah. But I mean, like, if he worked for him, maybe he was just like, felt like he needed to. I don't know. So also at the time, sales of explosives to civilians in Canada was recorded, but it wasn't strictly regulated. Because I don't feel like now we could just go get dynamite, could we? No. Okay. (laughs) I mean, as far as I'm like, I've never looked into it, but it's like, I don't feel like that's something we could just go buy. I'm pretty sure if you are able to, there's going to be some seriously strict shit going on. Yeah, probably. So this is interesting. He initially considered poisoning Rita. And had offered a friend $500 to poison her drink, but the friend apparently is not a piece of shit and re- refused. Well, good on that non-piece so that of shit was friend. His, that was his first idea. 
So then he came up with, in his opinion, a better plan that he felt authorities would not be able to track back to him. Albert traveled frequently by airplane to deliver and receive merchandise, so his plan was to convince his wife to take one of the trips for him and... Blow up the plane. Have this timed bomb present on that same airplane. Oh, okay, you've mentioned this case in the past, telling me that you wanted to do this one. Because honestly, yeah, I've had this on my list forever. Yeah. Forever. And I just never did it for some reason. Like, that's like screwed up, hey? That is very fucked up. Like, I mean, did you not think like about all the other people on that plane? Like, what the hell? Clint, well, clearly but he didn't he's fucking like care. A self absorbed piece of shit. Yeah. He's fucking trash. Trash. Do we have a badass of the day in this episode? Or can I just like straight up deal it to the guy who refused to poison someone? Because <laughs> I mean, that's not like that's a badass well, thing. That's just a normal think. thing, but. I don't really think we do. So we... yeah, I guess it's the friend. It's the I don't friend know. who refused to be a shitty person. That's... But then did the friend also like, I don't know. I don't think he can be rewarded that because like. He should have also turned him in. Maybe he tried. It would be, I don't know. Yeah. Fuck, you know what? Fuck that. No. No. I don't even think. I don't think so. We'll we'll find out if there is or is I not. I don't think a there is the though. So the next step was convincing Rita to take one of his trips for him. He said it was imperative she go to Bay Como, Como to retrieve some jewels that he bought for the business, but she was very unwilling. He was asking someone to do him a favor that wasn't exactly happy with him. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a happy marriage, and it's not like she just found out that he was having an affair or anything. Like, I'm pretty sure if, if I was in that role, I'd be like, go, so she, F, go F yourself. Yeah, so they're not happy. She just found out the affair. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, can you go and fly Can you go do me, me a just, favor? Go fuck yourself, you piece of shit. <laughs> but remember, Albert was very persuasive and used to getting his own way, right? Yeah. So in the end, she did agree. Fuck. I wish she didn't. The package containing the bomb also needed to be delivered to the airport. Marguerite was the one in charge of that, and the morning of the flight dropped off a very heavy parcel with the same destination as the flight Rita would be boarding. It was reported she did this in exchange for or to cancel a $600 debt that she had with Albert. I mean, if successful, that would have been a sweet deal. Yeah, because like 600 bucks back then is a lot of money. Yeah, in, the, in what, 1945 or 48, somewhere in there? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 1949. 49, okay. So, oh, which I'll kind of, I'll reference how much money that is kind of in a minute. Um, because, and this is apparently after dropping Rita off at the airport, Albert took out an additional insurance policy on oh, Rita in the amount of 10000 oh. which would be equivalent to over 100000 today. That's how he got caught, isn't it? You don't have to tell me, but that's probably how he got caught. Not really. Okay. But, but apparently one article I did read said that that wasn't overly questioning back then because like, I don't know. I don't know when airplanes were invented and stuff, but I think people were still like sketched out about that and oh, stuff okay so i don't think that would have been like a super like red flag okay so it's like, like my it wife is now, traveling I on guess. an airplane i want to get extra insurance just in case that shit fucking goes down because he did make sure that he bought a um return ticket okay so he wasn't like being a total cheap ass so he covered his bases there because he could have just bought in one way and saved himself some money yeah but then it definitely does look sketch totally would 
Totally would. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. The flight number was 108, operated by Canadian Pacific Airlines, Pacific Airlines, flying from Montreal to Bay Como. See, I'm probably pronouncing the same word differently <laughs> throughout this, so just like okay. bear with me. With a stopover in Quebec City, which is where Rita boarded. Albert had done calculations for the bomb to go off while the plane was flying over the St. Lawrence River. This was his way of making forensic examination of the crash pretty much impossible because with the technology that they had, um, like if it was underwater, like they just... Yeah, they're screwed. Yeah. So that was, that was his whole idea. However, however... However... There was a delay at takeoff. Uh, of course. Imagine that, eh? I don't know if they had like the kind of delays that we do now back then, but like your flight can be freaking delayed as heck yeah. Is nowadays. Is there ever a flight that's on time? I know, like it would at least always be five minutes late. Yeah. Like always. So I think they take into account delays because I know a lot of planes I've been on, they arrive on time, but they always take off late. Oh, yeah. But I think it also depends how the wind is going too. Like I think that can help you go quicker, can't it? I mean, if you got a backwind, yeah, it's pushing you along. I don't know. I have no idea. Someone who's into aviation, hit us up. Let us know how this works. I also know that like flying just makes me ill now as I get older. Yeah, it it's sucks. like not as fun. Like it's like you want to and you want to go to all these cool places now, but it's just like it makes me feel. Yeah, nauseous. it's like I want to go to Japan, but it's going to be like how many like eighteen <laughs> hours at least of flying to get there. Do I really want to go to Japan? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So this meant that the bomb would detonate five minutes earlier in the flight than planned, causing the plane to crash on land rather than in the river. On September 9th, 1949, 45 minutes into flight 108, the cl the plane exploded over Salt Cocon, Cocon, Quebec. It was <laughs> Salt Cocon. I don't know. I'm just stuttering. Maybe that helps. It was described by onlooker, onlookers that it was like the plane had hit an object. Oh, wow. Had hit an object in air. It lost altitude extremely quickly and disappeared behind steep mountains. In, Dang. I know. Honestly, like that would be a sight and a half, eh? I would be terrified just I'd, to yeah. see that. Yeah. You'd piss your pants, really. Oof. Investigators with Canadian specific. I keep wanting to say specific, but it's Pacific Airlines. <laughs> Searching for the wreckage, found the plane at night, guided by torch lights. Oh, dang. Which is like such a visual, like going through 
the night, like with these torch lights, like looking for this, like that's like creepy vibes well, right it's, there. It's not like a, cause you held your hand up. Like it's a wooden torch. It's most likely going to be like torch lanterns. So it's mostly going to be like a lantern with like a candle or something in it, like a flame inside. But still. And they'll have mirrors in the back to direct the light forward. So it's almost like a spotlight, but it's flame lit. I still think that's creepy. But yeah, yeah I guess I was a little bit further back in time. <laughs> I had my like. <laughs> you were like pitchfork in the air sort of thing is what you were gest gesturing. If only people could see. My gestures are really weird. Italian hands last time, pitchforks and flames <laughs> and shit this time. Uh, it was a remote forested location, obviously, and the, the scene was described as intolerable with bodies laying around the ground oh. near the metallic carcass of a plane. That's quite the description. At wow. night with your torches. <laughs> like brutal, hey? No one had survived the bomb. Um, so no one had survived. The bomb did successfully then kill Albert's wife. But in the process, it also killed every single other person yeah, on the plane. 22 other people. All four crew members and 19 passengers, including... Oh, no. Four children. Yeah, I knew that's where you're going with that. Ugh. I know. The victims were all Canadians except for three American executives from the Kencott, Utah Copper Company. So there was even three Americans on there. Just had to throw that in there. And it's interesting, the plane didn't catch fire upon impact. So it was in relatively, and I'm quoting relatively, yeah. good condition. And this helped with the investigation. As far as a, an impact from a plane could go. Because I don't know, I would think like that it would just blow up almost. Well, yeah. But no, it didn't catch fire or nothing. Lucked out. Because um, the initial theory, of course, was mechanical malfunction. I don't think anyone's brain would just be like, oh, my gosh, someone bombed the plane. Yeah, that's, well, I mean, nowadays maybe, but yeah, not, not in the 40s. Not back then. But that was thrown out almost instantly, and the investigators were able to determine exactly where, where the bomb had exploded. Oh, shit. I'm interested in the evidence and how they trail it back to him. What's the douchebag's name again? Albert. Albert, okay, yeah. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> what douchebag? Uh, I also wanted to note the bombing was not the first instance of sabotaging a passenger's flight for criminal, criminal purposes, but it was the first to be solved and received wide news media coverage locally oh, wow. and abroad. Apparently, and this is interesting, several months prior, a civilian plane was the target of an attack in the Philippines. Which could have been how Albert got this idea. Mm. That was what one report said. I was he like, was oh, influenced. He's watching. Might, he might have been influenced. Those influencers on Instagram, what they're doing, <laughs> and he followed suit. So, with the baggage compartment on the left side of the plane torn to pieces mm -hmm. and containing items that had been picked up in their quick stopover in Quebec City, okay, Marguerite was in trouble. Oh, 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 what happened? What happened? What happened? Tell me, tell me. <laughs> the logbook indicated that there was a last minute parcel drop off addressed to a non-existent person with oh, a fake shit. address. Oh, shit. An airport employee led police to look for a tall woman dressed in black who had arrived in a taxi. And the taxi driver would later describe Marguerite as an elegant woman holding a package on her lap with the word fragile written on it, 
repeatedly expressing to him, drive careful and not to speed. That's sketch right there. I know. Freaking nitroglycerin in there or something. Well, yeah, like, holy shit. I would probably be, like, peeing myself carrying that. <laughs> yeah. That statement of hers, though, it's very interesting because according to Marguerite, she believed the package contained a statue of Virgin Mary. Wait, so what? if you just had, okay, in the box, she she always said that she just had a statue. That's what she believed was in that box. But she she knew it was a bomb though, right? Actually, it's not for sure. Really? Yeah. I like we'll get to this in like the trials and stuff, but it she always like said she was innocent that she believed that it was a statue of Virgin Mary in there. But then the what the taxi driver said doesn't make any sense because if she just believed it was a statue, like would she give a shit if he was speeding or like going fast? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Considering, because she said that she was a liaison with the whole, like, um, uh, woman on the side thing. I lost my terminology for what that is. Affair? Affair, thank you. A liaison for the affair. She's most likely in his good books for having knowledge of the secretive stuff. So why would she not have been in on the whole knowledge of the bomb? Because what was her relationship with the clock? maker dude who built the ball that was the sibling they were siblings so yeah there's i almost guarantee you but well you'll find out too the clockmaker says he's innocent too how the fuck he made it okay you know what you're jumping the fuck ahead well you just told me the clock you're jumping ahead (laughs) you talked about the clockmaker not me oh my gosh okay keep going okay i'm gonna keep going (laughs) I feel like you actually cannot wait at all to like find out what the heck happened. You're the most impatient. Person. I like to dissect shit. Okay, I'm sorry. I like to understand, and it, and this doesn't make sense right now. Oh gosh. So. Okay. So realizing that she was the main suspect in like such a horrible crime, Marguerite became suicidal. I'm playing devil's advocate here, um, because it's not certain if she knew what was actually in the parcel or not. Mm -hmm. It was also in some reports that Albert apparently showed up at her house and told her that the parcel she delivered to the airport contained the bomb and encouraged her to commit suicide as she would be to blame for the explosion. He encouraged her to commit suicide? Potentially? Potentially. Fuck. He's definitely a (laughs) shitbag. I know, like, he's a piece of work, eh? No, like, he's not I even just... a piece of work. He's a piece of shit. He's, you know what? He's the dirt stuck to the piece of shit when you take a shit outside and it sticks to the poo. Because that's what he the is. The fact that he just like he, there was even reports that said like he just he needed his wife dead and he just wasn't going to think about like the other victims. And I'm like, if if you needed your wife dead, like fine. I mean, that's still a shitty person. But it's like, do you have to kill all these yeah. innocent people? This like that dude's... is just fucked up. This guy's just. Oh, like what a fucking Yeah, like he's gross. Fuck. He even looks oh. gross in his photos. Don't show me a picture. Well, I might maybe I'll put one on Insta. Actually, I don't know what I'm going to put on Insta for a photo. So she she did attempt to take her own life, but later woke up in hospital. Interesting fact here, and this is just a side note. I didn't I had no idea this and I want people oh, to learn. Do tell. At the Dish time, it. suicide was considered a criminal offense in Canada. Really? And it was until 1972. Wow, really? I had absolutely no idea. I was like, wow. I know it's like, other than like the the social and like the the faux pas of just a personal suicidal thing or whatever. 
I know that like churches really looked down on it and the fact that it was governed mostly by, you know, the Catholic church in mm. Quebec. Yeah, that could be maybe why. And early civilizations and stuff throughout Canada. Like Canada is only 100 years old. So we're talking like 50 years old. So we're only 50 years into Canada basically here. So I, it kind of makes sense really that the church but has a lot of power in throwing that out there. So shitty though because I just feel like they, I don't know, mental health has just gotten a lot more less judged, I guess. So back then it might have been more judged. So then you're like trying to kill yourself and you don't succeed. And then you're also in trouble and like, yeah. what, I have to go to jail? And do they not help you? And I'm just like, my little heart, I'm just like, I can't handle that. That's just asking for someone to hang themselves with bed sheets. Well, yeah. Like it's, ugh. Wow. Instead of, you know, oh, you, you tried to end your own life. We're going to make it worse rather mm -hmm. than... Oh, you tried to end your own life. Let's try and help you. Yeah. That's I mean, I don't know what they did, but it's just like, that's just where my head went. And I was like, that's just really. Yeah, it is. She was questioned by investigators while recovering in hospital and had admitted she delivered a package to the airport the day the plane exploded, but that she was not aware of its contents. Her testimony pointed police towards Albert and her own brother, Jenna, Jenna Rue. Jenneru? 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 I, I think I'm pronouncing his freaking name wrong every time, but that's Just okay. Just call him Jen. Jen. Jean. Jen? I don't know. Albert was arrested two weeks after the crash and put on trial in February of 1950. Good. He was sentenced to death by hanging oh, and was brutal. executed on January 12th, 1951 at the age of 32. Oh, so he was executed. They executed him. I mean, I there's there's a lot to say both on every side because there's a million sides when it comes to it um, of execution. But he ended the life of 23 people. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Like. I wonder when the death uh, penalty stopped in Canada. I don't even know. I'm not too sure. But I was like, boom, like, holy shit. That's freaking terrifying. Also, a little tidbit of looking forward. My mom gave me an idea on a great case, and the hanging that you just mentioned gave it reminded me of it. Oh, so. your mom gave us an idea. I love yeah. that. Yeah, it's so actually exciting. one from our local area too, with that involves a lot of hangings. So really, from I'll, back in the day, I'll just put it that. That's it. Oh, jeez. I'm not going to say when it's coming up because I don't know when I'm going to do, do it. Next. But no, I already know my next one. Okay, but do you want to know something? What? His last words were, "I'm a douchebag." Something in French. So is that what he said? Something in French. He said that was a quote. But he, I have it for you for English. It, no, his quote exactly was English words. Something, something in French. In French. <laughs> Could you imagine that being your last words? Okay, well, honestly. Oh, shit. Did something just happen? I think I bumped the cord a little bit. Oh, okay. I thought we weren't recording. My bad. Okay, you want to know what is his last words? Something in French would have been better than this shit. Oh, God. At least I die famous. At least I die famous? Are you That's fucking kidding? That's his last words. You may die famous, but you die a fucking douchebag. <laughs> like I was like, you're an asshole. So Jenna Rue, Roost and Marguerite Petrie were also later arrested. And they were arrested because Albert threw them under the bus. Of course he did. After his conviction, Albert issued a statement claiming that Jenna Rue and Marguerite had knowingly abetted his plans. Jenna Rue was arrested on June 6, 1950, and Marguerite on June 14th. Though they both maintained they were innocent, 
Marguerite claimed that Albert had told her the package she was transporting contained nothing other than a statue. And Jenna Rue claimed, I think I just pronounced his name really wrong. That <laughs> it sounds like Jenna Rue. It's just, I love it. I, love I don't it. know. <laughs> Jenna Rue claimed that he thought the bomb that he was making was going to be used to clear tree stumps from yeah. a field, as Albert had initially said. Jenneru was convicted in November of 1950 and sentenced to, to death, death by hanging, which was carried out on July 25th, 1952. And at the age of that, or at that time, he was aged 54. Fuck. Marguerite's trial began on March 6th, 1951, and she was also found guilty and also Hanged to death and hanged on Jan January 9th, 1953. Interesting tidbit is she was the 13th and last woman to be hanged in Canada. Oh, wow. So like, there you I go. guess in that case, 13 was definitely an unlucky number for <laughs> it was her. It's a shit number for her. Holy freak. But maybe lucky for everyone else because it was a last, I guess. Yeah. But wow, that's crazy. I mean, if they, if they were guilty, then hell yeah, they fucking deserve it. But... If they're not. I know. Like, okay, and this, what I'm about to say next is there was an, uh, Delard Desenru, oh, I don't know. Delard Desenru? Delard Desenru, author of Causes Why do people listen to Quebec? us? I don't know. So he was an author. <laughs> he studied, studied the cases and concluded that Jenneru may have known, may not have known of Albert's intentions when asked him to make the bomb. And he also thought that Marguerite may have been innocent as well. It was suspected that Albert's motive, basically his motive for turning them in, like turning those two in, was to buy time to delay his own execution. Gotcha. Believing that he would be called to testify at their trials. Oh, okay. So he was throwing them under the bus because he thought it would make him live a little bit longer. Yeah. And have to go and testify at their trials. He testified at Jenna Rue's trial, but was hanged before Marguerite's trial. Fuck. And this is um, this is where I'm ending it here, and this is shit too. Um, one last thing I wanted to to mention is that there was a copycat, which oh, I feel shit. makes Albert's last words like even more shitty. Yeah, no kidding. So on November 1st, 1955, six years after the bombing, Jake Gilbert Graham, inspired by Albert, bombed United Airlines Flight 629, killing 44 people ab aboard, including his mother. His motive being that his mother mistreated him as a small child. He placed a dynamite time bomb in his mom's suitcase and purchased life insurance on her before the flight's departure. Fuck. So Albert wasn't responsible for 29 deaths. He was responsible for, sorry, 23 deaths. He was responsible for the 23 plus his two accomplices and the 44 in the copycat killing, which is a total of 69 giggity. And his own, really. Well, yeah, so 70 deaths. And like, I didn't even put this in there. Like they had a kid. Fucking poor so kid. So that little kid, I think it was like four or something, a little girl, like doesn't have parents. Well, I would rather not have parents and have him as <laughs> my fucking have him. dad. I know. I know. Hopefully like she went to a good family member or something. Wow. But yeah. 
Albert's a piece of fucking trash. Yeah. Like, I just, I can't even believe that something like that would happen. Like, that's crazy. Because, I mean, okay, you want to kill someone, but, like, to think about doing it in a way that kills so many innocent people just, like, makes my head hurt. Yeah, no kidding. So, yeah, that's wow. the story. I don't even know what I'm going to title this as the <laughs> podcast because I was like, I don't know if I want to title it his name. He's a dick. Albert's a piece of shit. That's what we should that's, title yeah. it. Oh, and it's episode 20, which is really cool. Yeah, episode 20. We're officially numero deuce in double digits. Look at us go. Yeah. So there. There you go. That was a good episode. Although Albert sucks. We hate him. He can he can rot and burn forever. I know. He just sounds like an all-around shitty person, but people like him, too. Yeah. Because of who, his charm. Do you know who's not shitty, though? Everyone out there who's listening to this, we appreciate you guys. Oh, my gosh. Make sure you guys go to our Instagram so you can win that freaking sunset madagascar moth well it and just dope. like i don't know we post selfies and stuff on there so if you want to yeah. see what we look like <laughs> oh god that's creepy you can see nicole and her get up from this morning when she didn't we're not doing any selfies today there's no selfies going up uh-huh. from today because yeah i have not like i i think i i put a bra on though at least you look good lulu pants sweatshirt up bun you're done i look like this most days <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate you guys. Check out the Instagram so you have check, so you can have a chance to win that. And yeah, we appreciate all the messages we've been getting lately. So you guys are amazing. Thank you very so much. So amazing. Thank you. And stay wicked. Stay wicked. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.